You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And sometimes twice a day, potentially three times a day, because we are that freaking crazy today. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of JaysFromTheCouch.com, back with the second episode of the first month of August. So, you know, get ready for it after the trade deadline episode where it was kind of, you know, just, just okay for the most part, and then pretty freaking angry. For the rest of it, um, we're going to talk happy things because the Blue Jays swept the Royals. It's the first three-game winning streak since late April. Do you all remember late April when they swept Oakland and got to 14-14 and 14 on the season? Those were good times, right? I mean, they seem so long ago. Half the roster is gone, but... We move forward because we can't move back. So we are going to talk about the pitching performances because I think that was a big takeaway from that Royal Series and that there were actual pitching performances, which the Blue Jays need to see considering they traded their entire rotation at the deadline. But we have to start with the obvious star for the Blue Jays in that series, and that is their brand spanking new leadoff hitter. The boy with the flow that goes and goes and goes. That would be Bo Bichette, who made his debut against Kansas City, probably according to plan, because let's face it, facing Kansas City is like facing a Little League squad at the moment. So Bo Bichette comes in, after Eric Sogard is traded, finally opening up the roster space. And he had a quiet first game. One for four, got his first major league hit out of the way. Solid start. And then immediately got bumped up to the leadoff spot, which is a heck of a jump for your second game. But he showed no signs of being overwhelmed by it. Going two for four with a walk, scored a run. Did all the things you want a leadoff guy to do. Looked perfectly comfortable in that spot. And then, of course, yesterday, during the 4-1 win, where Bichette was a wrecking crew on offense, 3-for-5, with his first career Major League home run in the eighth inning, to just put an exclamation point on that game. He he did basically what I think a lot of people expected Vladimir Guerrero Jr. to do immediately upon arrival in the big leagues, and that's just go off because like he was not he was so not waiting around for anything like like Bo was just locked in and ready to go. You know, five at bats on Wednesday. He only saw 10 pitches. He was all over the Royals. Like, he was just feasting on what Jacob Junis had to offer to him. And it wasn't much. 
So yeah, I, 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 I really, really love what I saw at the plate from Bo. He's, uh, they keep saying he's a guy who's mature beyond his years and, you know, being a legacy player, you kind of figure that, yeah, he's, he's not going to be overwhelmed by everything. He's used to being in these ballparks. Um, his dad made his debut in that exact same ballpark, which is a little weird, but kind of one of those cool things like, oh, that's cute sort of thing. But going out there, he was in full control of everything. Got his first game out of the way. was fine. And then just took complete control of everything. He said he was ready. Everyone believed him. Just had to make space. They did. And he went out there and dominated. Like, like I, I don't use that word lightly. Bobachette went out there and was exactly what he needs to be. A shot in the arm for not only a Blue Jays team that has just completely sold everything off and, and lost a lot of its identity. It's, it's kind of refreshing itself and trying to find something new. Not only was he, was he a shot in the arm for the team, but he was also a shot in the arm for the fan base who, again, after that trade deadline, which we talked about and hopefully will not talk about again, even though we will have to talk about it in the third game because Derek Fisher got added to the MLB roster today. But anyway, Bobichette provided something tangible, something immediate, something good. And what has this Blue Jays season been if not fighting to find optimism in the absence of good, especially uh, from the mound. Bo Bichette is reminding people of the hope that these young kids give as Kevin Biggio continues to get on base, as Lourdes Gurriel shows off that new swing, as Vladimir Guerrero Jr. goes out and hits grand slams like there ain't no thing. Like, it, it was just a reminder. It was, it was faith-boosting. Let's let's put it like that. It it was exactly what you wanted to see out of him, and hopefully we see more out of him. Um, starting this four game set against Baltimore, it's more easy picking. So hopefully, Bo can continue to show the way, so to speak, for the Toronto Blue Jays. We are also going to talk about. Another big development for this team in that series. But before we do, just a reminder that this episode of Locked on Blue Jays is brought to you by Blue Chew. Bo came up, and if you're having problems with coming up, now there's Blue Chew. (laughs) Blue Chew is the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it's going to work for you. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as any pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity comes up. Much like Bo. It's prescribed online, ships straight to your door, in a discreet package. So there's no need to go to the doctor, there's no waiting in line at the pharmacy, 
best of all, there's no awkwardness. So it's made in the USA. So you're supporting your continent. And since it prepares and ships direct, it's actually cheaper than going to a pharmacy. And if you visit bluechew.com right now, you get your first shipment for free. When you use the special promo code MLB, you just pay the $5 in shipping. So again, that's blue as in blue jays. That's bluechew.com promo code MLB to try it for free. It's a better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back. So, again, we focused on Bo in the first half, and obviously he was the big story. You know, coming up with all the fanfare, signing balls for all the fans, and and just being generally personable. The bigger thing we need to talk about is what the Blue Jays pitching staff was able to do, which is just as impressive. They held Kansas City to a grand total of six runs in that series. And, and you know, Kansas City's not terrible offensively they have they still have guys like Whit Merrifield and Alex Gordon and Hunter Dozier and Jorge Soler but the Blue Jays pitching staff did a great job and it starts with the starters surprisingly I know how how could it not start with the starters but the guys who are going to be counted on to carry a bulk of the innings now that Marcus Stroman's gone, now that Aaron Sanchez is gone, now that all the other veterans they signed are injured. The guys being counted on to deliver the bulk of the innings were up to the task against that Kansas City team. Um, Thomas Pannone getting the call had a much better time getting to Kansas City than he did getting to Boston. Quality start out of him. Six innings. Three runs, two of them were earned. Just one walk, which is great. Only gave up the four hits. As the guy who's going to be the lefty in the rotation, especially with Ryan Barucki now back on the IL with uh, more problems in his elbow. Um, Pannone's going to be very important for being able to flip lineups around. And we've said there has been a massive split in what he has been able to do. There's been starter Thomas Pannone and reliever Thomas Pannone. And starter Thomas Pannone hasn't been stellar. So he needed a performance like he had on Monday night just to be able to reestablish himself and and put himself back in the picture. Because I think a lot of Blue Jays fans kind of gave up on him after he had, you know, a really rough time trying to maintain himself. That start in Texas in May, where he gave up seven runs in two and a third innings. I think that, you know, took a lot out of his sales when it came to being a major league starter. Even, Even the one in Boston wasn't terrible compared to the other two starts he made. So this was necessary to at least get him back in that mindset 
get him reestablished as a guy who can deliver bulk innings and reach 100 pitches and be all right with it, especially considering some of the young, other younger guys in the lineup. So Sean Reed Foley going the next day, he, he continued the struggle with his walks. Four walks in five innings is not great, but he also only allowed four hits and struck out four and was able to battle through and get out of jams, which, again, if you're a guy that walks a guy a lot, you're going to need to be able to do that. But Sean Reed Foley was able to do that. He was able to maintain the damage. He was able to keep the Royals off the board. And again, reestablished himself as someone who can be in the rotation conversation. And I know Ross Atkins said that, oh, we have 20 guys who are able to start. Again, some of these guys really need to prove it in a hurry. And that was a good effort from Sean Reed Foley in that as well. Again, a guy who fell by the wayside, still has the problems with his command, was written off a little bit, but since he's come back up with this team, he has given them what they needed. And that's a solid 15 and two thirds innings so far with only two earned runs allowed. Again, both these starts against Kansas City have been pretty good for him, but it's a world away from that April Fool's Day outing against Baltimore, where he only lasted two innings and was generally not good. So, again, huge step forward for him. And then probably the most impressive start came from Jacob Wagespach uh, yesterday. Six innings, one earned run, only three hits. He probably did more in that one game than I think most fans realize what they got from Aaron Loop in the past, like, two years. Um, it was it was just a very impressive, very controlled outing. Wagespack, not, not a guy who's going to strike a lot of batters out. But again, if he has his control, if he's able to put the ball where he wants, he's going to be very effective. And he was against that Kansas City team. Only needed 76 pitches to get through six innings. Remarkably efficient outing for him. And... Again, it's going to be important for guys like Wagaspak to be able to pick up the bulk of those innings, and he was able to do so. And again, I'm I'm more impressed with him, I think, because I, I think, again, a lot of people just saw him as a throwaway to prospect to pick up for Aaron Loop. If Wagaspak can establish himself there, even if he's not in the rotation conversation in a year or two, just establish himself as a guy who can go out there and just be effective and efficient, then again, that's exactly what the Blue Jays need to see. And we would be remiss to not mention the bullpen's work as well, because the bullpen did a great job for the most part. The only two guys who gave up runs out of the bullpen are no longer on this team. So they did all right. Wilmer Font came in with a couple innings, which is great. He needed 43 pitches for those, but that's fine. He didn't allow anyone in. Tim Meza came in both games. Perfect. Just only gave up the one hit on, on Monday. Two scoreless frames. Derek Law got his ERA down to six, which I don't know if any of us thought he'd ever see that again, but that's good. And then probably the big move forward, definitely with the injury to Ken Giles, is that Justin Shaper got a lot of the late inning work. 
he had the eighth inning in the Monday game and then got to save his first career save in the Wednesday contest. So we speculated that Schaefer would be a guy that they're going to look to in the late innings moving forward, even despite the control problems. Well, he was fine on the weekend. He did walk a batter on Monday, but then a pair of strikeouts will mitigate that pretty quickly and spotless inning for the save on a day when it looked like the Royals had just given up, which I mean, they're playing in Kansas city who can blame them. I can't. So it was a very impressive series all around. Hopefully they can continue it going forward. We're going to be on here after the Baltimore game, I believe just to discuss, um, well, first to get you acquainted with some of the new faces on the roster because the Blue Jays were making moves to replace Biagini and Hudson and Phelps in their bullpen. So you get to learn about Buddy Boschers and Jason Adam. So that's going to be fun. So we'll talk about that later tonight after the Baltimore game and any necessary storylines to come out. Trent Thornton's making his return from the IL. So we'll see if he can match his new rotation mates and deliver a solid six innings and get a victory. Cause I think that's all anyone wants. But anyway, if you want my thoughts during the game, I will do my best to try and keep things light. We'll see how that game goes, but Either way, if you want to do so, you can follow me on Twitter at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb, of course. And you can subscribe to this podcast that you're listening to on Stitcher, Spotify, Himalaya, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Go to Blue Jays Aggregator and listen to it there. However you want to get the podcast, just make sure you're listening to it. And if you haven't checked out the hour-long podcast with Scott MacArthur yet, I would do that because it's it's probably one of the best episodes I've ever put out. So check that out. Um, follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. However you want to follow it on social media, do that because I use that too. But anyway, we will get ready for tonight's game. Until then, for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at JaysFromTheCouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode, the second of today's episodes. And y'all take care.